huge news, years in the making, my brand new book that my publishers refuse to publish, Money Matrix. Beat the money system and build generational wealth. Understand the three main ways that the banks productize you and make money from you. You'll be able to turn that system against itself, build generational wealth and multiple streams of recurring income. It's all at moneymatrix.cash. And if you're quick, the first few hundred registrants and buyers will receive many special bonuses from me. The brand new Moneymaker Summit three-day special event. Meet me at a champagne reception. Meet me at a multi-millionaire networking dinner. Go now, moneymatrix.cash. This is huge. Thank you. Thank you very much. Right. I like no fluff, no, no bullshit straight in. So in 2016, I wrote a book called Life Leverage. There are, it sold 25,000 copies on its first day. And there are thousands of personal trainers over the years that have messaged me saying, this book should be a, a manual for personal trainers. And I think that's why I've been invited to speak at this event, not necessarily being as much in the fitness space as many of you guys. So I won't be teaching you to suck eggs and talking too much about fitness. Jay's going to interview me a bit later on that front. Um, what I will teach you to do is go from £50 an hour to £5,000 an hour. I've got a seven-step process to go from £50 an hour to £5,000 an hour. Now, I'm like Morgan said, my training business sh sh might do 25 million in sales this year. I have a property training business, it's called Progressive. It might do 25 million, it's maybe more likely to do 23. Um, I'm a 50% shareholder in that business. I have 340 properties, 1,350 tenants. And I work when I want and I don't when I don't. And so what I've managed to do, which most PTs never do, is I've worked out what I am. And what most PTs get wrong is what you are. And most PTs think that you're a PT. If you want to spend nine hours a day, six days a week in the gym, then you can be a PT. But even at £100 an hour, with 55% tax, because you do know the world's fucked. I assume you are, have been awake and how fucked the world is and how much tax is. And by the way, once you get to a certain level, you've got to charge VAT on top. So your prices have to go up, but you don't get that 20%. The government get that 20%. And then it's 25% corporation tax and it's 45% income tax. You add that together, it's 55%. So you charge £50 an hour, you get £22.50. If you're married, your missus gets 11. And if you've got kids, they get seven. And you get £4 a session. It's fucking unsustainable. You'll be down KFC licking people's fingers for food. And there's a better way. So I've been doing business 17 years. And I went from working 12 hours a day, building a little start up in the event space to you know, doing nearly 25 million a year. I have 115 staff in my office. Um, and I wrote a book called Life Leverage in 2016, which is how to outsource everything in your life, anything that you'd want to. So I have a driver, I think that's standard. Um, even if you just pay drivers one-offs to take you to events, you work in the car, driver might cost you 25 an hour, but that's costing you t the revenue. So if you can earn 100 an hour and you're driving, it's costing you 100 an hour by driving when you could be paying 25 an hour to have a driver and then you could be marketing your business on social media in the back of the car. But, but what people do is they're like, I can't afford it. I haven't got the money yet. 
I'm a PT, and they get it wrong. So you're not a PT, you're an entrepreneur or a business owner, however you want to look at it. You're a businessman, you're a businesswoman, you're a business they or business them or however you identify. You are a business person. Honestly, like it's just you, you get cancelled all the time for saying it. I haven't been cancelled yet and it's a fucking miracle. Um, so you are not a PT unless your dream is to spend nine hours in the day doing one-to-ones. And if it is, that is completely cool. I'm not, I am not, not here to judge. I'm here to help. So step one, if, if I give you the seven steps, write them down. I'll detail them a bit. We'll do a Q&A and then I'll bring Jay in. So you need to get off the crack addition, the crack addiction of one-to-one and go to one-to-many as quick as you can. So you start doing one-to-one. Well, you, some of you might be starting online, by the way, because you understand leverage, but you might just be starting out and so say you might only be making a few hundred pounds a month. I would probably say to you, you should add some one-to-one to build up the money first, even if you're plowing it back into marketing. So you, you start with one-to-one. It's, it's where you start. You probably start going into someone else's gym. So you give them the cut and you build up your client base. It's, that's the natural progression, but that's stage one. Um, so you need to go from one to one to one to many. That's stage one. Stage two is you need to find people to be your PTs in your business. So I've got a mate, he owns a little gym. He's doing all right. Uh, he's an ex-fighter. He trained me for my, um, I had a charity fight recently and he trained me for that. And he's got this little gym and he works from 10 a.m. to 9 p.m. every night, and he does 8 to 10 on Saturdays. And he's like, I'm, I'm fucked. And he has Sunday off. And I said, well, why don't you talk to some of your students and get them to run some sessions for you? Well, they'll probably nick my fucking clients, is what he says. Um, or they don't know what they're fucking doing or talking about. And he's in this mindset where he, he, he won't let go. So he... How does he make more money now? He magics more hours out of the day, which he can't, or he ups his hourly rate. And it, you know, he's from Peterborough. £30 an hour is good there. It's not the most affluent place. So him going to 35, 40, he could maybe go to 50 an hour with, if he was in an affluent area. It is not scalable. And so what becomes the bottleneck is him. So step two is you are going to look for other PTs that you can, they can charge 30 and you take 15. Here's the irony. What pissed you off about the gym you worked in, where you had to give them a cut of your PTs, you're now going to flip it on its head and you're going to become the gym. And so you're going to see it from another side. Okay, number three then, you need your own system. So I know David Lloyd. He ain't in good shape. He's old. Got a bit of a belly. He's not a PT. He's a businessman. And he's fucking rich. Duncan Banner time. He's not a PT. He's a business owner. And, you know, David Lloyd, my, my friend Al, Al Barrett, Grenade. Grenade. I'm sure Al was started as a PT. I think that's what a lot of people in fitness do. They build a brand. So David Lloyd is a brand. Grenade is a brand. So you're building a, a brand. Okay, we could say number three, you're building a brand. But importantly, behind that brand, there is a system for scale. By the way, I shout a lot. I'm an angry fucker. Honestly, the government really fucked me off the last three years. Also, I don't like microphones. Can you hear me at the back? Good. All right. Um, now, 0.3.5 out of seven, 
if you can make the system you create IP, like Al has made grenade IP and that bottle IP. You know, I remember back in the day, everyone was taking fat burners. Maybe they are now, I'm fucking old. And, um, and then, you know, you see the grenade bottle there and, and that just makes you wanna. So he's created a brand with his system, his business system. So if you can create something unique, a brand that has a system, that's step three and a half. Okay, step four is you need some kind of leverage. So you could have multiple gyms, a franchise, or have an online business or an app. I know you've heard speakers this weekend who've done that. You can do it too, why can't you do it? Um, people always say to me, but everyone's doing it. In fitness, all you see is fitness. Like when you buy a new car, I just bought an Aston Martin DBS. I didn't think there were any Aston Martins on the road until I bought an Aston Martin. Now I bought an Aston Martin, I see other Aston Martins. You all think everyone is fucking doing fitness, everyone's doing an online program, everyone's got an app. No, 25% of the UK are obese, which is good for you, by the way. I mean, it's even better for the pharmaceutical companies, but that's my next talk. Do you know, I'm fuck it, I'm gonna have a rant. Do you know Vanguard and BlackRock, they own all the food companies that push the sugar and make people obese, and then they own the drugs companies that the OP, obese people buy. Yeah, it's a great big fucking scam. Anyway, right. Um, so no, everyone isn't doing it. And even if they are, who fucking cares? Because you're the best. Right, number five. As you build this business, you need managers. You know, every David Lloyd or Bannatyne or whatever has a manager that runs the gym. I have an MD, she's been with me 14 years. She manages about 115 of my staff. Without her, I'd have to do that. Well, she manages about seven senior managers who manage about 20 middle managers who manage the rest of the team. Now, a lot of, a lot of pe people in fitness, I don't want to do that. I don't want staff. I don't want the stress. Well, then do nine hours a day at 35 pound an hour and see how, see how that works out for you. Okay, um, number six is once you build out your online programs, your system, your gyms, and you scale, then you celebritize yourself and you smash up your hourly rate. So there are, there are PTs in Dubai that, that charge 2,000 pounds an hour. I did some research before this. Thank you. You know we started 15 minutes ago. Yeah, yes, okay, cool. All right, other way. That way, that way. One, two, one, two, one, two, one, two, one, two. One billion, two billion, three billion. It's not, I don't think it's on, mate. One, two, one, two, one, two. They could, have, they could hear me anyway. One, two, one, two, one, fucking hell. <laughs> one, two, one, two. At least I don't have to shout now. Anyway, thanks. Um, where were we? Um, yeah, so if you're, let's say you're David Lloyd, but you're Arnold Schwarzenegger you know, multiple brands. Um, I tried to hire him for a, a, a speech. He's 500 grand for a speech. Um, you know, and a, lot, a lot of the big old guys in, in fitness now, if you want to hire them, they're hundreds per hour or even maybe thousands per hour. Um, it's not just getting to work with a few celebrities. Once you build your business um, and you get more known and also you start to believe it. So I was saying to these chaps earlier because I sat in on Morgan's session earlier. So mentoring with me is 50 grand a year. 
15 years ago, it was two grand a year. What's the difference? 15 years of my experience and my belief in myself that I can charge that much. That's, that's the difference. How much better am I than someone who charges 30 grand a year? Maybe 20% better. I'm not necessarily 20 grand a year better, but if I believe that I am, then I am. So yes, you have a market and, and yes, a market to a certain degree dictates pricing, but self-worth equals net worth as well as market forces. So many of you who aren't charged, here's the problem, right? What you do is you don't charge much. You make the excuse it's because you're starting out or, or whatever, or, you know, where I'm from, no one's got any fucking money. And, and, you, and you have this rhetoric in your head. In reality, you're just not very confident and you don't want rejection and you're worried about other people saying that, that you're expensive. I would rather people say I'm expensive than I'm cheap as fuck. That Rob Moore's cheap as fuck. I'd actually, that Rob Moore's fucking expensive. Who does he think he is? Rich. That's who he thinks he is. I'd much rather than talk like that. Now, here's the problem as well. When you charge KFC prices, you attract KFC customers. And so you're like, not only are you cheap and you don't believe you're worth more, you fucking hate your clients, but your prices are attracting them. Now, I'm not saying it's as easy as just doubling your rates, but if, because a lot of people are like, oh, well, if I double my rates, my clients will leave. Yeah, the fuckers will leave. The ones you hate, they'll leave. Oh, fucking hell, Rob's doubled his price. Who does he fucking think he is? Viral video and he's fucking ripping me off. Good. That's an easy way to get them to fuck off. Bye. And now when you're 50, 60 pound an hour, you know, people from Stamford and Eton, all of a sudden you get this different clientele that you didn't even know existed. And they're easier to deal with. And they don't dick you about. So anyway, put up your fucking prices. Um, but let's be honest, if you're hating your clients, whose fault is it? It's not your client's fault. All right. Um, yeah, number seven is, is, is something a bit different. So I'll tell you what, we'll dig into number six. And I, I want to spend 20 minutes on this and then Jay, we're going to have a chat with Jay. Right, so back to number one. By the way, if you have any questions while I'm going through this, just stick up your hand, I'll, I'll take it. As long as it's on point of what we're doing so we don't get distracted. So how do you go from one to one to group? Number one, you launch an online program, which I'm sure many of you are now, that they weren't there 20 years ago when I started in business, but they are now. That's number one. Number two, you need to start getting some people you train to train for you and, and, you, and you split their fee. Now, what you can also do, um, you know, you can, have, you, can have, you can be a PT business, even if it's just you. But what you can also be is a PT business where there's you and there's someone you're training. And then when someone inquires, is there any water? I mean, there's fucking loads out there, but I can't find any glass or cup. Honestly, these speakers are such divas, the things they want. <laughs> Two of the most common questions I'm getting asked at the moment is, where do I buy my watches and where do I buy my gold? People don't know this, but I've invested in gold for 17 years. If you go back to 1971, the birth of fiat currency, the devaluation of money, money's gone down by 85% in value since then but you could buy one ounce of gold for about $30, which peaked at over $1,500. Gold is a great defensive asset class. Gold is a great hedge against the matrix and the system. It's a great hedge against inflation. 
and I've finally found someone who I am now partnering and has become a sponsor on the show, and that is Josh Saul of The Pure Gold Company. He has a special offer where you can get a complimentary investor guide and book an appointment to get your own private consultation at pure-gold.co forward slash Rob hyphen more. I buy my gold from this company. So if you'd like to just buy the gold or get the investor guide, go right now to pure-gold.co forward slash Rob hyphen more. Big shout out to the Pure Gold Company for collaborating and sponsoring this episode. Thanks. Um, so let's say you're 35 an hour or 50 an hour. It doesn't really matter. You're, you're 50 an hour. Now... You train your understudy, who you've been training, they're 35 pound an hour and you're 60 pound an hour and people come to you and they get your understudy for 35 an hour of which you're getting 17.50 an hour or they get you at 60 an hour. You know, we were talking with Morgan earlier about price decoying. So if you feel you're expensive and you're expensive for your area, have a cheaper version and then they have a choice. And so, you're now happy because you're like, bloody hell, I'm earning 65 an hour instead of 40 an hour. So you feel more grateful. So you enjoy your business more. So you get more clients because people go to your sessions. They're like, fucking hell, Rob's on it. Because I'm grateful because I feel like I'm not selling myself out. And then anyone that, oh, 65 is a bit high, don't worry. Because Dave is 35 and you can have Dave instead. And I'm earning 17. Now, in a way, I'd rather get Dave loaded up like a mule doing nine sessions a day, six days a week. Let's break Dave, because I'm earning half on Dave. Now, when Dave breaks, I'm getting Jay in. And then I've got 10 of them, and I'm earning, and I'd rather earn £17.50 on 10 people than even do 100 quid an hour myself. So this is the step that 95% of personal trainers, they never make. Why? Fear, yeah. Fear of losing customers they put their prices up. Or here's a classic for a small business owner, oh, well, people only want me. So then, you're, then there's a problem. So if that's a problem, what you do is say, well, you can have me, I'm just 65 an hour now. Oh, you've put your prices up, yep. But you can have Dave at 35. Well, I thought I wanted you, but I'll, I'll try Dave. And in the end, you can be 2,000 two an hour, like these Dubai PTs, are t two grand an hour. You're never gonna get Sheikh Mohammed as your client when you're 35 an hour. You're going to get Sheikh Mohammed as your client when you're 2,000 an hour. What's the difference? Nothing. What the difference is money and your own belief. So as quickly as you go out and look for business in your business, look for people. Look for people who are in gym. There's loads of PTs in gyms who are fucking pissed off. They're moaning about, you know, they fucking take 55% and fucking hate this gym. They're still there. And these are perfect people to come and work with you. Bring them all out. If, if, if David Lloyd, Lloyd had taken 55, you take 45. Surely they're going to be happy. And you only need a few of them and you can afford your first gym, you know, your first premises. This is the biggest hurdle. And this is the same in any business. This is the difference between a burger van down the road and McDonald's. It's the same concept. Okay, so that's points one and two covered. So point three then is... What's going to happen is they're going to start PTing and, and you're not going to like what they're teaching. You're going to think it's wrong, it's against your ethos. Um, so you need to create your own system. Now, my mate owns Escape Fitness and um, he, every fucking year 
there's some new piece of equipment. You don't need all, you just need a bar and some weights. In fact, you don't even need that, you just need your body. Everybody knows. Now there's this big craze of, you know, body resistance fitness. Well, that's what they did a thousand years ago. But it's Bulgarian bags and tires. I remember when the tires were in, I bought a 1500 quid fucking tire. And, and every year, it's Emperor's New Clothes. The fitness industry is reinventing itself. So what's stopping you creating your own training system, your own methodology? Nothing is the answer. So you learn everything you learn and you're like, I like this method. And then you give it a name and then you register it for 250 with the intellectual property office. And you have Rob's method with a little registered trademark at the top of it. And then you write a little manual on it and you buy a couple of trademarks and that's your system. And so, oh, well, why should I go to Rob? Well, it's got the fucking Rob system. Well, how is it different to any other system? Well, it's the Rob system. It's just my way of doing it. Just like, yes, sir, what's your name at the back? Tyler. Hi, Tyler. Look, trademarking is complicated. I like to keep it simple. Yeah, so in any category, there could be nine different sections of the same trademark. You'll pay about 250 quid per trademark. There's nine sections. So I've got a trademark for disruptive entrepreneur. I've got a trademark for progressive property. I've got a few trademarks. In some of them, I only own the trademark in one or two of the sections. Thank you. Well, I, 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 perfect. This is perfect. Thank you, Amy. Yeah, basically, what you'll do is you'll go online, you'll search in, you'll type in what it is you're looking to trademark, and it'll bring up a load of sections. And some, they'll, in some instances, for example, if eight out of the nine categories are taken, I'll get the ninth. Always a pleasure, never a chore. So you don't need a fucking lawyer. You just get on... Yeah, Google how to trademark, go on the website. And, and what you're going to do is you're going to create some, you're creating your own methodology. And that IP is the central, I mean, Coca-Cola's recipe, intellectual property, essentially information that is proprietary to me. Proprietary means I design this information. If I invented the wheel, and I didn't want any competitors to compete with me, I might try and get a copyright or a trademark on the wheel to give me an advantage in the market. I mean, it's, in reality, right, this means nothing. And in fitness, everyone just copies everyone. Um, but if you do file a couple of trademarks, you're basically saying this is a legitimized system. And that system is what you grow your business around. So David Lloyd is a brand, and David Lloyd doesn't go and do PT sessions in his gym. David Lloyd's fucking 65. And, and if you look at a lot of the big brands in the fitness space, they started as a PT or a bodybuilder, but they became, so at some point they went, I'm a fucking businessman, that's what I am. You know, Joe Weider, for example. Arnold, great example. This system, here's why this system's important. You've got Dave, he's doing your personal training. You don't really like how he's doing it. You're like, look, Dave, this is all good. Um, but could you train this way? Because this is the model that we use. And he either says, yeah, all right, and he does it, or he can't, and then he goes. But if you've got a good system here, you can get any PT to come in and follow that system. That's, that's the bit that takes you from a PT to a business owner, an entrepreneur. 
Okay, right, where are we? Next point. Um, so, it, it, let's say you don't, oh, you know, you can't really get your head around the fact that you're a business person. At the very least, know that you're a marketer. Because a PT who spent 20 grand getting all the qualifications and has spent six years and probably 50 grand just in fucking food to get an excellent physique but can't get any clients doesn't have a business. And how demoralizing is it? How demoralizing is it to know that you're fit, you're strong, you know more than these other clowns and they're making a load of money? The people who make the money understand what they are and what they are is a marketer or an entrepreneur or a salesperson. And that's what you are. And all the big guys here that come to this that have got millions of followers, Jake Paul and KSI, they are entrepreneurs. If they were in here talking to you, that's what they would call themselves. They wouldn't call themselves influencers. They used to call themselves entertainers. They are now entrepreneurs. And of course, if you've got eyeballs and followers, then you can sell more of your products or your services. Okay. Um, you're going to get to a point, let's say there's you, and then you've managed to get eight per, you've got a 3,000 square foot gym, and you've got 450 members paying 60 pound a month, and you've got 10 Daves all coming in, doing 50 pound an hour, and you're getting 25 of that, or 20. When you've got too many PTs, you're going to get really overwhelmed because you can't manage all those people. And it's going to start going to shit, whereby they're going to start nicking clients. They're going to start nicking money off you. You're not going to be able to keep an eye on what's going on. And you need to get to a point where you hire a manager. So um, I think you've, in any business, here are your first four hires. Maybe you want to write this down. It depends on the business as the order. But here are the first four hires. Number one, a PA. I can't even fucking tie my shoelaces. Without, you think I'm joking? Without my PA, I pay my PA 60 grand a year. That is like three times what a PA gets in Peterborough because she runs my life. And without her, I'd be spending 60 hours a week on admin because I'm no good at it and there's a lot of it. And some people are like, well, I can't afford one. We'll get a VA at 200 quid and get him to do 10 hours a week of admin or 10 hours a month of admin. Start. They're, they're everywhere, VAs are. Um, I get a lot of my VAs from my community because I've got two and a half million followers on social media. I'll just go in and say, hey, look, I'm looking for some help in this area and that area and this area. And, and that's not, I don't have to pay recruiters or anything like that. Okay. Next thing you want is a manager. And this could be an office manager, a, a, a gym manager an operations manager, or an MD. Now, like Morgan said in the talk earlier, for those of you that are here, what, you gen what generally happens is PTs are like, well, yeah, I get all this shit, but I just need to, to get in the gym and get clients now, so I'll think about that later. And then what happens is they don't think about that later. And then they get there, and then they wish they'd thought about it earlier. Every business owner will tell you the same thing. Now, here's something that a, a great job for a PA or a VA. Get a PA or a VA, to spend five hours a week documenting everything you do. Sit down with her or they or them or other and let them interview you on all the tasks you do and how you do them and how you do them effectively and how they need to be done right. Rob, how do you cook the burger? Exactly how you, do you cook the burger. 
How long does it need to be cooked for? What machinery? And, and in the end, if you get your PA or VA to do that, she has a document which is your role. And then what you do is you hire a manager and you give the manager that document. And of course, they need training and support and onboarding and everything else. And of course, they want work from home and, you know, all this shit. But a lot of people don't want to hire people because they don't want the problems of people. I don't want the problems of having no people because I can either have big quality problems or little quality problems. And I'll have little quality problems with no staff and big quality problems with 200 of them. So I'll take the 200 staff and the big boy problems and I'll wear my big daddy pants and I'll deal with the big problems. And by the way, when you have, by the way, you will do way less management when you have 200 staff than when you have five. Why? Because when you have 200 staff, one person reports to you. When you have five staff, they all report to you. So when you have 200, you manage one, one manages seven, seven manages 20, 20 manage 50. You don't hear about all the shit and the problems and everything else. When you have, have five or seven and you're managing them all, then that's some kind of bullshit that is. All right. Um, oh, and then someone is good at selling. That would be the third person. Now, you need to be honest with yourself. Most people aren't. They don't like people like me shouting at them. I don't really care. I mean, I'd like you to like me, but more importantly, I'd like you to actually get value from me. You either need to sell more, knowing you're good at it, and then hire and outsource other things, or you need to look in the mirror and be honest that you fucking hate selling, stop, stop all the friction and the resistance, and fucking hire someone who's good at selling. It is liberating. Not everyone is good at selling. Not everyone likes selling. The, the worst thing to be in business is selling if you don't like selling. And you need to be honest which one you are. If you love selling and you really do, do that, you know, make 120 grand a year and then deal with the problems later. If you hate selling, build a really good system, be really good at the manuals, the operations, the marketing, and partner up with someone who's really good at selling. Okay, and then the fourth person is marketing. So what's the difference between sales and marketing? Marketing is lead generation, sales is lead conversion. Sales is putting the money in the bank, but without a lead, you can't make a sale. Now, by the way, if you have a fucking, if you're Apple and you have an amazing product, you don't really need to be good at sales. It sells itself. But, you know, I, I love it when little entrepreneurs come to me and they say, well, my product sells itself. No, it fucking doesn't. Are you Apple? No, you're not. You have to sell it because no one knows about it. So if you've got a great fucking product and everyone knows about it, then you don't really need to be great at sales or marketing. If you're great at marketing, like some of the guys on the stage are really good at marketing, James, etc., then they can fill events and stadium and sell books from marketing. James is not calling everyone on the phone. And then if you're really good at selling, you can do the conversion bit, but you still need leads. So I'd actually argue out of the two, what's it best to be really good at sales or marketing? I'd argue marketing. Because if your marketing is good and you remove all the friction to buy from you, you know, like your app is good and solid and works and you've got a good payment gateway and your branding is good, you, you know, you, you, you post videos on social media, you go viral, you do lives, you make calls to action, you can chuck a ton of money into your business. If your marketing is shit, you're not going to have any leads to sell.
So they're the four people. If, if you can get a team of five and you've got those four, you could probably do five to 800 grand a year on that, I would say. Maybe you could push a mill if you're really good at the systems. I've never been great at systems, so I've always had to hire quite a lot of people. So I'm probably a bit, I mean, we do 23 to 25 million in sales and I have 115 staff. That's quite bloated. I'd like it to be a bit less. So if I got good at systems and good at AI, I might be able to cut 15% of that staff overhead. It's not really my skill.